0: Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian, and this is really cool. The last episode I had, I was talking to a gentleman in Australia. Now I'm talking to a gentleman in Edmonton, Canada, Alberta, Canada, I guess I should say, which is still pretty far away from where I am in Boston. Plus, I'm a fan of the band. I would like to welcome everybody. Jeremy McLeod of Nicholas Cage. Or so I almost said I did it. I knew I was going to screw it up. Nicholas Rage. (laughs) Jeremy, how are you doing today? That was the best intro, I think, that could possibly have happened. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I, you know what? In my head, the entire day, I'm going, you know, I'm thinking about things. I'm like, yes, I get to talk to Jeremy. This is going to be great. I'm a fan of the band. Yeah. I am not going to say Nicolas Cage. Absolutely not. <laughs> not going to do it. And then I screwed up yeah. the very first time. But I guess that's par for it's the course. Like-
1: yeah, it's kind of like that, like skier trick. It's like uh, if you look at a tree while you're skiing, you're gonna run into the tree. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> so even... It's like don't say Nicholas Cage. Don't say, <laughs> say Nicholas Cage. Don't say Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Shit. Exactly. Yeah. So to
0: clarify <laughs> to everybody, it is Nicholas Rage. R A G E. So yeah, there we go. And we'll we'll get to more of that, of course. <laughs> but Jeremy, I think one of the things to start off with is you know it's a nice Sunday right now. We're recording this, you know, a little bit before you know, the EP personal party actually comes out. And obviously, we're going to get into that a lot. But basically, let's start out with the with the simple parts. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, man. Um, you know, I, I love my Sundays. They're my days where I relax. And, uh, you know, I was really excited to jump on today and talk music, talk the process and like get to meet you finally, like Absolutely. it's a really cool opportunity to be on your show. And uh yeah, I mean, you know, family day is tomorrow too, so I get an extra day off. Like, it's a good time. I'm feeling good today.
0: Very cool. <laughs> it's a yeah. good day. No, that's great. And yeah, for us, it's President's Day. So it's it's not necessarily family, I would say, <laughs> but at least I do believe in though I'll kind of be working, I'll kind of be getting off, which is, which is nice. But let me, you know, when you talk about family day and you talk about Canada in general, I, I think one of the interesting parts still to this day, because we're still in a pandemic right now, and I'm sure you've talked about this a lot, but. What is the differences or do you know the differences of how Canada has been handling the pandemic compared to the States? How is it for you right now? Do you feel like you're more coming into freedom or are you guys still in a, in a big lockdown? Well, I'm uh, I'm from Edmonton,
1: and Alberta is kind of like known for that uh, really conservative side of Canada. It's called, it's kind of like the Texas of Canada. Oh, okay. <laughs> if anything? <laughs> so, um, you know, there's it, it's it's different everywhere, but uh, in Edmonton, you know, we went hard on the lockdowns at the beginning, and then you know, the last like year or so, uh, the mandates have been lifting a lot more. I think last Monday was, um, you know, we don't need the passports anymore. Uh, uh, proof of vaccination. We don't need our our masks in in classrooms for the kids. I, I I'm not hundred percent clear on all of the regulations. I sure. still wear my mask because I am a I'm a music teacher. So oh, sure. when I see a lot of like a private music teacher, so like I see a lot of students all the time. So I'm I'm kinda crossing paths with a lot of people. So I wear what? a mask. Uh but I don't think I need to anymore. Um we've been good with our vaccination numbers. I mean, other parts of Canada have been weird. Uh <laughs> You know, New Brunswick was really bad, and that's actually where I'm from. Ah, My sure. family is from uh, St. John, New Brunswick, but I, they were really, really strict, and I think they still are uh, basically because they have a smaller popul- population. Right, right. So uh, if there's an outbreak there, right, and, there, and there's a lot of uh, retired people there, so a lot of older people where the where the virus affects more. I see. Okay. Uh, I, I actually drove across Canada, um, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. For my mom's birthday, I was going to surprise her because oh, nice. okay. it was the first. It was the first year I lived alone. My family moved back to New Brunswick. My dad was ready to retire, and then uh, I I decided to drive across Canada to surprise my mom during a pandemic. Very <laughs> smart. Uh, my friend was like, "Hey man, I don't think you're going to get in because visitations are uh, are are down right now for New Brunswick, and uh, you know you you're not going to be able to get in. They're going to turn you away." Wow, <laughs> no, they're not do that no no other province has done that like I thought he was just kind of blowing smoke right and we get to the border and it's your shit and they're like um yeah so do you live here oh man and I had to basically like come out like it, the, the worst thing was I was surprising my mom like I didn't she had no idea right. I was coming right. so I ended up uh, saying like, yes, I live here. I'm moving back home with my family till the end of the pandemic. Cause I, you know, I, it's scary. Right. <laughs> like I had to make up this huge <laughs> lie. And, I, and then he's like, well, can you call your parents and uh, proof, prove it? I was like, shit, I don't want to give this away. Right. And then, um, basically he was like, well, I was like, well, it's a surprise to my mom. He's like, well, does anyone know you're coming? And I couldn't say no. Cause then they'd be like, that's bullshit. Yeah, right, right. So I basically had to say like, yeah, my dad knows. He's like, well, can you call your dad? And I was like, no, he's in bed because he works in the morning. <laughs> like I had to make up on the spot, all these crazy excuses. But I finally, he's like, well, we need proof. And then I, I had to actually call my mom. And oh. I was like, happy birthday. I'm at the border and uh, I'm pulled over by cops. <laughs> and she was just like, what? <laughs> you know, she's like, what are you talking about? No, you're not. I was like, yep. <laughs> Can you tell them that I'm moving home? Right. And, uh, yeah, obviously they let us through, they couldn't turn us away. Okay. Uh, All that's right. a two, two and a half day drive back to Edmonton. And like, man, Oh my God. I was, we had our dog with us. Oh wow. And it was like, Oh dude, it, it, we drove straight. We didn't get hotels. We just like one would sleep in the mattress in the back and the other would drive. Wow. And, uh, it was like, we were, we were at like our wits end. We're like, we need to get there. We're so close. (laughs) So they let us through, they flagged us and they ended up, uh, saying like, all right, well, you're living here. We know who you are. You can't leave. (laughs) (laughs) So we were, I was stuck in New Brunswick and this was like during the recording process of personal party. Like I thought I was going to be gone for two weeks and be able to come back and hit the studio. Right um and then basically after that whole situation they were like uh yeah we know who you are if you lied to get into our province that's a big find right Uh, right and uh so we we were stuck there for like three months three months (laughs) yeah like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was like probably not quite three months but it was two months and a little bit and it it felt like forever but we were stuck there because they were in code red yeah, and like they were watching the border, so I was like, "We can't leave. Wow. Like, I'm not getting like a twenty thousand dollar fine or something crazy." Right. So that that happened, and um, during I had to call the label. I was like, "Guys, I have to talk to you. I'm so sorry." Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, like, like, they, they thought I was in jail or something. They're like, yeah, "What's right. going on?" I was like, "Just I can't explain it. I got to talk to you." Um. But yeah, they're all cool with it. Revival was oh, awesome good. about okay. it. They're like, "They're like, dude, this is the most wholesome reason." Yeah, why it really you was pushback recording your <laughs> <album>. <laughs> visiting your mom during a pandemic for her birthday as a surprise. Like it's, right. it's OK. <laughs> so that that happened. But uh, I think, um, you know, as far as Canada and America, I think most of Canada has been pretty strict, pretty tight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're 90 percent vaccinated. And I think that's why a lot of people are kind of uprising. And sure. I, I don't I don't quite agree with the convoy as much as some people do. I understand why people are doing it, you know, right, right. that freedoms and the rights. But at the same time, it's like you still have freedoms, you still have choices. Right. Um, yeah. I'm double vaxxed. I haven't grown another limb or died of <laughs> cancer yet, so I don't know. I don't I don't know, man. People are just scared, and people are kind of, you know, dealing with it in their own way. So right. right it's going to happen. This will blow over. Everything will be fine. The pandemic will end. And, um, you know, people look back on this and be like, that was a little silly. We were Hopefully. all kind of yeah. not at the best. Hopefully, yes, I'm hoping, but I, I I feel like it will. I'm just going to believe in that.
0: <laughs> a lot has been changing recently. I mean, especially here in the States, it actually sounds like in Edmonton, you're actually a little bit ahead so, I'm in the Boston area, and right mm. now, you still in some areas have to show a Vax card to get into a restaurant and whatnot. And then they just, I think the other day, lifted the Vax or sorry, not the Vax, the mask uh, policy in like gyms, but still oh. outside of Boston, not really inside as much. Yeah. I, I think it's going in that direction. There are a lot more tours that have been announced there. You know, I think people are starting to. You know, come out of however, you know, however you want to say it, trying to trust things a little bit more, trying to actually take a step outside into more of reality, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it is taking a while. But that you're absolutely right. That was probably the most wholesome story that I've ever (laughs) heard that. (laughs) <laughs> it's not no drugs no oh, man no theft no craziness with the band <laughs> you went to see your mom and had to delay things. <laughs> now the question is with that with that delay would this ep have been coming out in february then is that the kind of thing or would it still have been sometime in march you know march 11th is when it's actually coming out would it have mm-hmm. still been that time period uh it's hard to say um you know
1: when when we started the process and recording it, like it, it took a little bit longer. We we had the time to sit back because of the pandemic, because there's no rush to tour it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it would have changed changed because uh, we still found a way to. We we want to just be in good the good books with the label, obviously, and not sure. be like, well, we're going to do nothing. Right, right. So um, we 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 ended up um, because I was not there. I had do the rhythm guitar. We ended up uh, tracking the bass parts. Okay um and then we ended up tracking some of the lead guitar parts and then that took like you know a few weeks um just because like we all have like full-time jobs so right. we're going around everyone's schedule so there's still things that got done but i'm not sure if it would have ended up pushing it forward i guess mm-hmm. uh because we still we still were like you know making a campaign making a game game plan on the releases and uh, picking it took us so long just to pick like singles ah, this thing. okay. because <laughs> we we wrote the whole P, whole ep as like you know everything's a single we want like you know ep short and sweet we <laughs> want every song to to have its own identity have its own characteristics mm-hmm. and be like a single worthy song so i i think we'd still have like the other issues uh aside from me just being delayed on recording my parts ah, okay. but the thing is when i got back instantly all my time went straight into it like i was i recorded the guitar parts in like two days oh, and then wow. I recorded the vocals in, I think, three days. I ended up doing two songs a day. Okay. And then a third day, I finished the fifth song. And then I did most... Actually, it was four days. Sorry. I did most of the harmonies on the third third day. And oh. I came and did some brush-ups, like touch-ups on the on the fourth day. So it went, re- it went by really fast. And I think if I was there, we would have just took, taken our time, especially with the voice, like in such a... The vocals for Nicholas Rage are quite, uh, uh, powerful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, absolutely. They're, they're, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work on the vocal folds and, uh, it takes a lot of technique and a lot of good vocal, healthy vocal days to get what I want out of my voice in the right. studio. Mm-hmm. So I, I probably would have sat down and, you know, taken my time on it if I had the choice, but
0: sure. Well, you know, I mean,
1: unfortunately,
0: yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: I was just saying like, but, you know, I, I felt like there was a bit of a rush at the end, just pro- like tracking and mm-hmm. the label was like, hey, we want these songs. And I, I had to kind of prepare myself, um, you know, a month out and make sure that I was like 100% ready to go. And it was hard because I it was a few months of me not really singing that style of music, that genre. Sure. So it's a little different than like me singing Milk, uh, my oh, other sure. pop band. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of like, I like to relate to the vocal style to being like a sprinter or a weightlifter. Um, they they take different techniques and yes. different uh, amount of pressure on your vocal folds. Right. So, yep. I was still kind of in milk milk land with my voice, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta start like powerlifting right now with my voice and start belting these crazy like false chord distorted like vocals right. like melodies. And yeah, it it took a lot, but it, I think it ended up being you know it, it turned out well. Um. Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. some some songs I wish I got better takes, but that's a me problem. Ah, I know people will not notice it. it okay. <laughs> not as much as me.
0: But yeah, that's well, let's let's focus in for a second, because I'm glad you brought that up of what you have to do to get your voice to sound the way you want it to. And I was going to talk, you know, we talked briefly off air a little bit about Milk and how that is so entirely different from Nicholas Rage. And would you mind telling people what the or some of your preparation, you don't have to give away all the secrets or anything, but what do you do <laughs> to go back and forth between them? Because it is so entirely different. And I'm I'm a big fan of what you're doing on Nicholas Rage. Like, I I love that kind of that breaking point vocalization that you're doing, where it mm-hmm. almost sounds like you're shouting to the point where you're almost about to break. And I'm a huge fan of that melodic you know, uh, presence that you have with it. So would you mind talking about that a little bit? Of course. Um, it's,
1: it's taken a long time to develop. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I have gone there, there was a point in my life where I was just yelling and shouting, and it, I, I couldn't do more than like two songs. And ah. it was, uh, it was, it wasn't good. So, um, that's actually how rage started. We all met at, uh, met at McEwen University for the music diploma. Okay, all right. Um, and uh, I went there for my voice. So everyone goes there for their own instrument, and they learn theory and ear training, and, uh, you know, arranging and all that stuff. Right. We'd take extra curriculum stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, for my voice was the main thing, and just to be able to get through um, you know, singing punk. I wanted to sing punk like a pro. I wanted to be able to do a full set and feel great. Cause I did have really good vocal days, but I was like, why are these good vocal days and others not? Exactly. So uh, I learned a lot about the voice and vocal anatomy. And I, I, um, you know, basically what I am doing is I'm not shouting per se. I'm, I, I'm, I found this, there's, there's different registers in the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have your chest voice, which is what I'm speaking in. You have, uh, your falsetto, which is like, you know, your head voice uh that really high pitched thin breathy sound and right. then you have your your mixed uh voice and your mixed voice is kind of a blend of both mm-hmm. uh for example it's kind of like it's kind of like when you talk like this <laughs> like that kind of voice i know it's silly but that doesn't hurt like i could talk like this the whole interview and i won't have a sore voice got gotcha. it, what, would, stupid, you, it would you a, would you do that for me
0: i would love it (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: i'll talk like this yeah that voice is very abrasive and it's like you know speaky form but when you actually combine that with the right amount of like uh with the right breath work and Mm -hmm. you'll get like a really nice clean clear uh high-pitched sound it sounds like you're belting well it is like a belt a form of belt but sure sure. you uh you get this nice clean high-pitched sound and it's it's like high in your range and it's effortless. It doesn't hurt when you get really good at it and you develop and you strengthen your vocal folds to carry that much pressure from the air. Uh-huh. Um, so I do a mixture of that. And then I do my false chord distortion, which is uh, what a lot of like, um, you know, screamers do like that. Yeah. Like, ah, ah. so I'm doing like a little bit of it, like, ah, ah, ah. so that's adding the little bit of breakup in my voice. And then that mixed with that uh, mixed voice uh, gives the combination of what Nicholas rage sounds like.
0: So you've kind of taken that now, but you know mm-hmm. how to give yourself a break in order to be able to perform that to its optimal ability, basically. Yes. Okay. You've got that ability, <laughs> but were there times where it was taking you longer and you didn't understand why? Do you kind of have the formulation down pat where you're like, yes, this is how I can always do it to kind of control my vocals? Yeah. It, well, it it... it. The process was the hardest part because uh, during school
1: you're 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 listening to this, you're listening to the formula, and you're like, it's not working for me right now, and you don't understand it, and people don't understand it. It takes a it takes a long time, like anything. Yeah, anything you do is going to take time to get strength and to take the ability and the finesse and the muscle memory and to feel it. So the process made me feel like, okay, this is, <laughs> this isn't working, but you <laughs> know, the consistency built up the strength in my vocal folds to handle that much like, you know, pressure from the air. Cause it takes a lot of air to do it and maintain it. Right. Right. Uh, but you know, when you trust the process and you keep going, like I'm at a point where, you know, my voice is always going to develop. I'm always going to try to strive to get better. And mm-hmm. there's always parts of my voice that will need to get better. That's the same as everyone. Sure. Um, but I'm at a point, yeah, now where I, I I can sing, you know, a full set, and I can do what I want with my voice, and it, it feels great. Uh, there's moments where I can't hear myself, and that's when things can go downhill. If I'm not, if the sound isn't good on stage, sure. and I don't have my in ears, mm-hmm. um, then I can I can start to push a little too much, and I can mistake uh, my shout for the my my like shouting like yell yeah. for like actual consistent like mixed ranged um like a false chord, like fry kind of sound, sure. it'll just end up being too much. And then it's too much tension in my neck muscles, which constricts, which can start to uh, tire you out very quickly. Makes so sense. sometimes it can happen, but uh, I'm at a point now where I like to believe that I'm able to control it, even if I can't hear myself. Oh, uh, but to prepare cool. for that, you need to kind of, I hydrate myself like a week before the show. Okay. So uh, I think the, the best, if you're kind of an, like scared about your voice, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a uh, forty-eight hours to really fully hydrate your your body and your vocal folds. Right, right. So oh. start drinking water every meal. Like wake up in the morning, drink glass of water. Drink glass of water before bed. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Okay. Uh, and then day of the show, just sip on some uh, nice warm water. I like to do throat coat. It's oh a, yes. a nice I, blend. Of, I do the yeah. same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so I'll do that uh, night before the show, mm-hmm. and then I'll do it in the morning, and then depending on how I feel, like. You know, our bodies are instruments. So if it's cold that day or really windy, you know, you're you're already like tiring out your vocal folds and yeah, stuff right. like that. So I'll, uh, if I need to, I'll have another one of those in the afternoon, and uh, I do my vocal warm ups, a lot of uh, shouty kind of like mix range sure. vocal warm ups. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, then I'm ready for the shows. But uh, for milk, it's it's completely different because it's very finessey, very yes. light, very. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> like I said, it, it it's like it's like sprinting and weightlifting. It's right. it's so different because with the other style it's like a lot of power, a lot of pressure, a lot of like breathing consistency. Mm-hmm. Um and then with milk, it's breathing consistency but in a different way for finesse for really small sounds, really like really fine tuned sounds, and it goes through all of my range. So with milk, I'm going from like my lowest notes to my highest notes on the piano with all of my exercises. I see. Same thing same thing applies with uh, hydration. You know, obviously, when you're hydrated, your vocal folds it can move and do the things you want them to do with more effort. Um, but, yeah, milk. Is, it's it's. Uh, I warm up my falsetto quite a bit. I, <laughs> I need to because <laughs> <I'm I, sure. laughs> it's very high. And then same thing. I, I warm up my mix. It's just not as much power to it. I don't okay. need it, right? But I do. I do do that false chord distorted sound in some milk songs, like Skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard Skin or not. Uh, there's like I do the there's a course that I just belted all out. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, but it, it's a majority majority of milk is like my, my top of my chest range belts, Mm -hmm. which is really fun to do. And they're very comfortable.
0: Wow. That's, that's fascinating. Look, I love whenever (laughs) I have vocalists on the show, it's so easy to tell sometimes who really knows what they're talking about and who learned it from watching YouTube. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Either way, however you, you make your voice work is great. But it's it's nice to hear someone who has that training to mm-hmm. really go through things with people because I don't think a lot of times people really understand what it takes to be a vocalist and what it takes to prepare, you know, to get mm-hmm. ready for that. So that that's very cool to hear. And I don't want to mess people yeah, up with dates. I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying like, you know, what it takes to prepare and what,
1: you know and then youtube videos like you know that's very very um you know a lot of them do like generic videos where it's like yeah this stuff is you know helpful this stuff can help but it doesn't cater to every voice a right. lot of times like some like it's like okay all these things will help your voice but there's a different problem in your voice that's the thing and every single person has a different problem and everyone's voice is like a thumbprint yes you know everyone no no two voices are the same so what you're struggling with and you don't know what it is yet, it could be something entirely different from what video you're looking up. So it's really good to get that uh, professional input. And that's what I found when I went to McEwen was like, you know, I was the same way. I was like, I was so proud of being self-taught and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But then you like start to get humbled very quickly. Oh, and you're sorry. like, okay. <laughs> uh, and I'm still humbled. Like, you know, like, I don't know everything. There is so much to the voice that like, I don't know everything. And I'm still going to learn about it for the rest of my life. Sure. That's the beautiful thing about it. And I think being more aware of the vo- the voice that way when you think about it that way, Mm -hmm. you're going to get better no matter what. If you, if you know you have stuff to work on, if you don't let your ego get the best of you, if you realize, okay, I can suck if I don't do this right. I can't, you know, even if I'm a good vocalist, I can have bad nights. It's, it it's, very humbling instrument and your body's your instrument. Yes, that's what people right. forget to think about, right? You, you can wake up hungover and you can still play guitar. You can still play the drums, <laughs> right. you know, yep. you wake up hungover and your voice is completely different. Your voice is a completely different thing. So if your body doesn't feel good, your voice won't feel good. Right. That's, right. that's kind of the main, the main thing I've learned over the years. Yep. No, is, uh, take care of your body. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. And look, I, I don't want to mess up people with dates because we're going to say this date multiple times you know but personal party mm. the new you know the debut ep comes out on march 11th but mm-hmm. you just also recently said that you were going to do your release show on mm-hmm. march 18th i believe correct yes uh man i'm
1: so excited for it's our first CP. it's our first ep party you know right. like yeah. it's it's a really big deal for us it's like we've we've all been in bands for our entire freaking lives it feels like and we've always wanted to you know make an impact in our scene and Mm -hmm. we're finally those dudes you know the dudes you looked up to when you were 16 in a band (laughs) we're finally like feeling like those dudes like people ask us questions people like want to talk to us people want to play our shows and it's so it's so like blessed like I feel so blessed to be in that situation and you know, for revival to find us and to have the opportunity to be funded with things that we normally wouldn't be able to afford to put out so quickly. Like that's what being on a label has done for us is that's, like, you know, we can, we have a team of people who know what they're doing and they help us with game plans and the funding makes it so that we can fast track things, you know? Right. Um, but with this show, March 18th, we're playing at a place called polar park. Okay. Right. Um, Big thing about the scene is it's such a, in Edmonton, it, it, like the punk scene so tight knit and everyone is such a fan of everyone. And it's a beautiful thing. Like all nice. the fans that come to shows, every show they support, um, they're crazy. They know all the words They're <laughs> moshing. Nice. They're like, they're, they don't just sit still. And, uh, what we wanted to do with this show was something a little different. We want you know, everyone's EP release show EP really show. And as it should be is like, mostly like, okay, it's us. It's our band. The night's about us. Sure. And, that's that's fine that's that that's you know most cp shows are like that and it's you know these bands work hard they deserve that and we we feel the same way but we want it to be a little different with it and uh our bass player actually mark wajiki is really really talented at like um you know coming up with these cool ideas and concepts and he actually did all the artwork for the ep like really talented dude but he came came up with the idea was like let's make it not just a ep show he was like, let's, let's do more. Let's make it so people actually think about coming and want to come and experience something new. And we, he came up with the idea. It was like, let's get like, you know, what's pop punk? It was like pizza's pop punk, you yes, know, like right, vintage right. clothing's pop punk, like all this stuff. So he ended up reaching out to like, um, this, uh, this is on wheels, like pizza on wheels. Okay. And it's just this pizza truck. So he's like, let's get them outside the venue serving up pizza all night. Um, get bring in some more business for these smaller like you know vendors and sure. stuff, and they uh they are like, yo, what's the vendor fee? And we're like, dude, it's free. Just just come serve some pizza, like hang out, have some. They're like really? Oh my god! So like <laughs> they, they appreciate it, so they're coming. There's also a go through vintage, which is a, a pop up uh, clothing store oh. from like they like kind of curate like a bunch of um vintage 90s clothes which oh, is <laughs> super cool so they're gonna pop up their shop same thing they're like this is free it's like yep. yes just come and like you know make an experience for everyone we're gonna set up a photo op with the couch from uh, our photos done for naked great nice nice and uh so we're gonna have people taking photos so we'll have some vintage clothes for people we'll have some pizza We'll we're, we have some um charity picks at the table we nice. have like a bunch of things going on that it's not just going to be a show about us. It's going to be a show about everyone involved and everyone making the memories that night. And that's that's kind of what we're trying to take our shows and our events to. We don't want it just to be a, a regular punk show. We want it to feel like a mini Vans Warped Tour every gotcha. time we have a show, you know. <laughs> <Gotcha>. So <Damn. laughs> it's fun, man. It's fun. It's a lot of logistics. It's a lot to organize. Oh, sure. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be so worth it. And it's going to be such a good night. And it's our first, you, don't, you only get one first EP show. Right. 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 So. Yep. We're going to try to make it as, uh, as hype as we can.
0: That sounds great, man. No, I hope everyone's listening. I mean, I, I hope that people in Canada are going to hear this. And really, I know you guys are promoting and Revival will promote as well. But I hope mm-hmm. if you're listening to this when this comes out, that you go and do that. Because that just sounds awesome. Not only is this great music, but it sounds like you're really building or continuing the growth of a good community there in that scene. So that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be awesome. That's for sure. Now, you mentioned revival and you know it's a basic question but i like you you talked about having people behind you that know what they're doing was that i'm sure that factored into the choice because you actually end up signing with them or announcing that you sign with them and i believe it was october of 2021 so i'm assuming you were shopping things around what made you choose revival in the first place
1: it, it just felt like they they just they care they uh, mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like we've had people reach out and it just seemed like they just wanted to make money off us and, ah, sure. you know um you know and it was funny actually we were talking to revival and i think like 20 end of 2019 like we were on tour and uh kevin gusta also known as goose we call mm-hmm. him goose sure. uh, that's his nickname he's <laughs> an awesome dude so he reached out to us and he was like hey i'm an a and r for revival recordings like notice your stuff, wanted to talk business. And we were like, oh, here we go again. Another person (laughs) just like, you know, another like scam artist or another person just trying to, and we, we ended up giving him the time because he just seemed so calm and nice. And, but yeah, we talked to him and he just, he had so many Good ideas, and he he was just such a down to earth, nice dude. He, he clearly liked the music. Like he talked about our music to us. Right. You know, like I think that's important when you're reaching out to bands. It's like, are you an actual fan? Do you actually care about this band? For sure. And We got that sense that he he cared about us. He was like, man, you guys are so cool. Uh, and they're offering us a distribution deal actually at first. Oh, okay. All and right. uh, and uh, we were like, cool, cool, cool. So we'll 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 powwow and we'll give you a call back. And it was a really good phone call. So mm-hmm. we talked and we're like, okay, well we want a label we uh we want a little more we're trying to take this band higher than we can and Mm -hmm. like as high as we can and uh so we called back we said well listen uh distribution sounds great but we want to we want to see if you guys are open to actually you know growing your roster and seeing if you would have us and see if we could talk about that uh he liked it he brought it back to sean from Uh alisana runs the label and they called it back and they they basically were like yeah 100% 100% like let's do this so it was really cool and I think one of the first things Sean said is like you know the reason why I started this label is because you know I I just want to work with bands that I genuinely love their sound and like to the work of bands like you is the reason why I'm doing this label so like nice. you know we would love to have you and that was that was such a heartwarming like sincere thing and we believed it like he he meant that every word he was saying mm-hmm. and, um it was it just the conversations flowed like so well it was just like the banter it just felt like such a good fit so and then the world ended so i was like talking to my mom i was like mom i got a record deal and the world ended like that's that's kind of our luck in the mcleod family yeah there you go (laughs) uh but but, uh no uh, since then it just we negotiated for a while that we made sure both sides were really comfortable i know we're a new band they're a new label and we're just trying to help each other grow and it, uh Revival's doing great things. They've been signing some really great bands and the bands that they've signed a couple years ago oh, are sure. starting to pop off and it just looked like they're they were on the come up and I was like, you know what, this is a good time to catch the wave and um hopefully we can help with that. Yeah. So uh it, it just made sense at the time and what we needed and what they needed and everything's been flowing nicely. There's obviously been pressure. Oh, um, sure. I mean, any new band signing for the first EP and during a pandemic trying to write an EP, like it was a lot thrown at us at once. And we <laughs> had to figure a lot of things out Right, uh, right. and how, how to market ourselves, how to brand ourselves, how to like, what do we want to sound like? We're a new band. Like, you know, we, like, I think <laughs> the first like couple singles we released were like doing almost too much or like fresh music school kids. Like, <laughs> oh, I got you. Sure. okay. You know, <laughs> I think like, I think laughs like intro uh, one of our bigger singles that yes. came out, like yeah, yeah. the intro of that song is like five, four, seven, four, <laughs> five, yeah, four, right. seven, four, but y- you don't notice it because it's just four. Right. So and just stupid, weird things we'd throw in there. And we'd add like a three, four bar in the middle of the bridge. Like,
0: Well, no, you were, but then, yeah, no, you were doing that Go ahead. go Sorry. Sorry. I just, I almost went off on a tangent we'll get back to it. Go ahead
1: okay awesome as long as we get back to it i want to hear what you have to say okay. um so when we went into the studio we were like okay uh we actually just brought mark on board and we were making a joke about this at rehearsal the other day and we were talking about like our old stuff was crazy we were like on a lot of drugs we were drinking we were just out of music school we were depressed <laughs> and we were, like, all this formed into like this crazy sound and then when we like decided to do the ep with a uh we brought mark in because we, our bass player left yep. uh and uh we, we were joking it's like mark was like you guys slow the fuck down <laughs> so, like, so like basically the whole ep is like more groove oriented yes. more like digestible for people but it still has intricate things if you really listen no, for it absolutely yeah so it was just like it was so funny we died laughing we're like mark you're so old you made us <laughs> old um, but it was cool it, we wrote that ep completely different like and honestly, I don't think I'll ever write music any different. Oh, very. Cool. Uh, from now yeah. on, because before we would we would basically like I said like drink or you know have a night of partying. We'd pick up our instruments. We'd write a riff. We'd jam mm-hmm. it. It would take us like two months to finish a song because everyone had these crazy ideas and didn't know how to finish a part. Or right. <laughs> we like this way. It's like I write the whole like shell of a song. Mm-hmm. I demo it. I bring it to the boys. And then Tim will add his MIDI drums to it. Mark will add bass parts. We'll fix some leads up. Okay, and then we'll spot harmonies we'll do whatever we need to do to tighten it up and then it's done (laughs) you know it's like so quick it's so efficient um but i think when we did it that way we really focused on hooks we really focused on like single worthy stuff and that was like when we were like okay we're writing this way we might as well give revival a whole ep of songs like this for this ep yeah but we do want to showcase that heavier um crazier side of us so i think the next ep the plan is like the darker side of rage the heavier side of rage so we're gonna have like a light ep right now a personal party and then so, the next EP um, it's gonna be a nice blend of heavy and there's gonna be some heavier hooky songs for singles but mm-hmm. just that heavy side of us and then when we do our LP it's gonna be a blend of both so people okay. know we do both
0: interesting yeah hey, that's a great plan uh, I yeah I like that yeah I'll, I'll go back to what I was gonna say before uh, I was going to comment you know if you're looking at gravity and dirty talk and laugh and 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 get there mm-hmm. when you're when you're looking at that material it's, it's not that it's anywhere near bad because it's certainly not, and it's not muddled, but you definitely threw a lot of things in there to see if it would work, <laughs> right? You, you were going, you were going for broke on that, but I, I enjoy, I enjoy that too. It's the different side of, of rage. As you mentioned, I, I like both. I mean, I, you shocked, you shocked me when I'm listening to gravity and this was a couple years ago, I'm listening to gravity and I hear, get the fuck up. And I'm like, where did that come from? Like how is that? How is that in oh, this song? Oh man, dude, the funniest thing.
1: So th- when we did Gravity and Get There, we actually had no money. Um, I got like a, I got my like tax return. And I was like, we gotta record songs. There you go. <laughs> like we're a new band. We've only played like two shows. Uh, I took my like whole tax return, and then I was like, I'll pay for it. And we found a producer, and he's a guy I worked with since I was sixteen. His name's Greg Wright. Okay. Well known in the Edmonton scene. Great, great live sound guy. An amazing recording engineer. Nice. Uh, he threw me a bone. He's like, "Okay, I'll do this for five hundred bucks." <laughs> <You know? laughs> so he basically made us really polished, like super nice demos. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Uh, he mastered it all himself, everything, and that's why they're a little quieter than the other songs. Oh, but sure, sure. There's a charm to that, and I, I really enjoy it. Right. But yeah, when we, we we made our own demos there, and they were like really bad, like <laughs> they weren't like the demos we do now. But I was just like, when I did the vocals for those demos. I did the whole, like, get the fuck up, it's getting worse, right? (laughs) Just to hype the boys up while they're recording. And I even did the shut bop bop, like, just to be funny. And then when I went to go into track vocals on vocal day, uh, I was done. And he's like, you're not done. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're not done. I was like, I've (laughs) finished everything. I've done all the harmonies. He's like, yeah, you haven't put in shut bop up. You haven't put in get the fuck up. (laughs) Uh, I was like, dude, those are like, you know, those are just demos, like funny things that, like, the boys would laugh in the recording. And he's like, no, dude, like it needs to be in there. Like I've heard them too much. Like I can't, like, I know that other people will hear that and like maybe be off put at first, but they won't, they need that in the song. Cause now I would, I can't imagine the song without it. (laughs) And I was like, well, you know what? We're a new band. Who cares what we do right now? <laughs> so sure, I just did it, and then um, <laughs> even at shows now, when we do that part, you just hear the whole crowd like shop up." Oh, of course, <laughs> like, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those things, and it, it was because of Greg, right? Like I would never have thought of doing doing it or keeping it, being serious about it. And yeah. I love it now. Like right, I think of it's, it's it it gives a song its identity
0: in right. a way. You know, yep. it's almost like a um, trademark. It, it's memorable.
1: Yeah, and I don't know, like like you said, like we were throwing a lot at those songs and a lot of ideas and showcasing like a lot of the things we can do. Laugh is one of the hardest fucking songs to sing in the world. Like, I'd imagine, yeah, um, um, you know. And but and same with the drums, like one of the hardest drumming songs for Tim. Uh, oh, really? Okay. And gravity is one of the hardest bass songs to play. Like I remember when Mark came in the band, he's like, I don't want to play that bass line in the verse. You kind of like like, made it his own. And actually it's funny. Ray Ray, the bass player, unreal, went to me and very, very solid dude. Very solid bass player. Yeah. Left on uh, personal regions at the time. And he's actually in the uh, grief week, which is the one of the band's opening. Uh, cool. okay. <laughs> he's like dude i don't want to play his baseline in front of him that night like that's so <laughs> embarrassing because i don't play it as good as him like i'm never gonna play it as good as him but well, gotcha. yeah it's
0: fine you won't care any chance but, any chance yeah. maybe he would do the baseline for that song <laughs> oh yeah that'd be sick actually just Yo, Ray, Ray, hop up. I'm sure Mark would be like, yes, yes, yeah, please. Here. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I could ask him actually. That would be hilarious if you hopped up on stage, like, and and you know the OG like Nicholas Rage fans and exactly, would be like, yo, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually, yeah, you, you just get like I've never even thought of that, Ian. Thank you very oh, much. No, I might I'm actually no. ask him.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Now, by the way, just a, a a quick, and this might not be something you want to do because you might want this to be an intimate. You know, it's it's your first EP, so it is once in a lifetime right. thing. Are you going to record the show at all? Because obviously, it's hard for people to get to Canada, anyways. But then also to deal with the pandemic and trying to get across the border and stuff, it would be much more difficult. Any chance that you're going to record it? Yeah, that was um. We actually just it's it's crazy you're asking these questions
1: because <laughs> yes, yesterday we were together and we were we were organizing like all of our thoughts and what we should do and uh yeah we reached out to a few people yesterday on uh documenting the whole the whole evening very cool okay. so from soundcheck to the end of the night and like just to the pop-up shops us walking up to like friends and fans and right, talking yeah. and yeah we're going to try to document the whole thing it might not quite be just like focused on like the live set of the music but sure. we might get one song to like edit together and put out in the world there you go. but for the most part we want to kind of piece together a bunch of different a bunch of content to kind of help promote even our next show. Be like, you go, you missed the last one. Here's the next one. Like, check out this content from the last show and how fun it was. Very cool. So yeah, we're definitely going to document it. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 a night to remember. So have to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let me let me go back to something you mentioned before when you're talking about. So really, truly, personal party is five standalone tracks that could easily every single one of them can be a single but you had mentioned having kind of trouble of what you wanted to put out so just for people that might not know or for even for people that do you know you had poison ivy you had naked grape and you had embrace and then the two that are remaining i've heard you know revival was nice enough to to send them my way so i've been listening on repeat i've enjoyed it very much and the two remaining tracks are the fight and the wrong way So how did you decide that you wanted to keep those two tracks, you know, to yourself for the EP that's coming out on March 11th and you put out the other three as singles? Um,
1: I do apologize. Something happened with the Discord and it cut out, I think, in the middle of the question. But for the most part, I think what you're asking is like, how did you decide which singles to pick? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sorry. I missed a little bit, but uh, I don't know what happened. Um, So uh poison ivy uh naked grape and embrace just really had those pop qualities and mm-hmm. the poison ivy was different we we ended up we hadn't we were we had like 12 songs written and oh wow we had naked grape uh embrace and uh wrong way and it was called i member during the demo process ah. just because i uh, remember berries from so far yes. like, oh i remember jeff Goblin. like yeah <laughs> so <laughs> we like during that writing process we were just doing that joke so anyway. okay gotcha uh yeah so we ended up changing to the fight but those uh we, we needed one more song that fit it and mm-hmm. everything else was a little too heavy or a little too slow or just wasn't quite pop orientated and uh I think one day I just started like playing that chicka, chicka, da, da, on the couch and I was just like poison ivy and I just started like kind of singing it a little oh. bit and the whole melody came together and like within half an hour the song was written and then wow. I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so I, I threw it threw together a voice recording I sent to the boys and we were rehearsing the next day I was like guys listen to this we're writing it tomorrow <laughs> right, right so we wrote it and we hopped in the st- we hopped in our little studio at the jam space and demoed it and it instantly we're like you know, this is really cool. We, uh, I wrote the guitar lead on the way there that oh. I was doing it with my voice while I was listening to it. Wow. And then, uh, when we got there, we recorded everything. We're like, okay, uh, the song doesn't really have a course, <laughs> 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 but we're like, I like that. I like that. It's so different. It's so, it, but it's still catchy. It sells hooks. Like the whole song oh, is sure. like continuous hooks. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like, um, and then it has like a big, heavy emotional bridge, which is a really part of what we are. And, um, it kind of gives like, you know, a course, is like an answer to a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I found like that songwriting process was like, we don't have an answer for the way we feel. We don't have an answer for our, you know, mental illnesses that we you know, go through. But we keep moving forward. We keep trying to figure it out. Right. It, like, it kind of represents what Poison Ivy is kind of about. It's like there's no course. There's no answer. But we're trying. We're trying. We're putting things out there. We're doing what we can do about like that. that. That, that's cool how the song kind of fit like and manifest to actual feeling of what we were trying to portray. Right. Really cool. It d- didn't even mean for it. To... <laughs> it just kind of ended <laughs> up doing that. And afterwards we're like, wow, I just realized this. And, um, once that song was written, we're like, you know what? First single, w- let's throw out poison Ivy. It's something new. It's something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were really excited about the song and we thought, you know, we are going to announce the label. We're going to put a music video out, and we're going to come out with a bang. Let's do it with poison Ivy. And, uh, yeah, it's still one of my favorite songs to play. Mm-hmm. It's still one of my favorite songs on the EP. So that was the choice behind that one. It was just because it was the one that rounded off the EP. Right. And it was like, you know what? It's a special song to us. This is a special moment for us. Let's share it with that song. So Very I cool. threw it out. Well, let me um, let me focus then, before you go sorry. on to the next
0: one. Yeah, just because you, you did the music video for Poison Ivy. Yeah. And I just wanted to make a comment. I really, I really enjoyed it. And I'll tell you, not only did I like the humor aspects of what you guys put in there but <laughs> i i was talking about this with with a band called charlatan recently on on one of the shows right. and they what what they had said was they don't want to make music videos where they're ever playing their instruments again and i wholeheartedly agree with that like unless it's a live show obviously you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're, you're showing what your presence is live you're showing the crowd all that kind of stuff but i really appreciated just the storytelling that was going on in your music video, because really the only time, if I'm not mistaken, the only time you see the band is when they're judging you as you're playing the acoustic guitar <laughs> and and trying out. Right. For... shitty lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I thought that was great. Yeah. And I just, I really enjoyed the storytelling of it. And I just wondered, was that done on purpose? Kind of like the way you said, you know, you didn't have a chorus, you know, and a chorus is kind of an answer. So did you, want to do something different in this music video compared to others? Is that what you're trying to do? Yes. Uh,
1: Like we we are coming out with like, okay, we want to be different. We don't want to just come out and like have a cool big warehouse and have some lighting (laughs) and just play our (laughs) gent out on our instruments. You know, Uh, (laughs) it's okay. Like that works. And it's really vibey. Like, you know what I mean? And, but honestly, dude, I thought we overreached. Uh, it was so stressful making that music video. I was gonna cause, ask. <laughs> like, yeah, it was our very first music video. We're all only free on the weekends, really, because yeah. we all work during the week. Right. And it was, so we planned like every every weekend for like it was almost two months. Oh, shooting wow. it. and like finding the the cast, like getting people to come, making sure your scheduling like works with like you know, the extras, right. finding the locations, like doing the storyboarding. We came up with, we had a couple different ideas and then we finally came up with the idea where it's like, you know, the whole idea is like poison ivy is like that mental like itch of anxiety and like depression that kind of haunts you and kind of keeps growing and growing and growing. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like in the video, it's, it's that, that's like, you notice that's growing more and more on my body throughout like all my experiences. Exactly. So it's starting to affect my regular life. Like I can hide it as much as I want, but eventually it's coming out. Right. So, yep. Yep. Uh, and that's the whole poison ivy entity thing uh, the, the guy in the ghillie suit <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, it it was a it was a lot it was a big idea we had we literally have a six hundred dollar usd uh, budget for our video content and we ended up getting a guy who wanted to grow with us as well because yep. each uh, ep cycle we get more budget so we're like hey, two videos that's three hundred dollars each so that's basically three hundred dollars with a guy who, you know, like bands don't need, like, we're starting to realize that, like, you don't need to like find someone that's like $2,000 a music video, like find someone who's good, someone like, cause there's lots of people trying to make it out there yep. just like you mm-hmm. find people and build a family around your business. This is yes. your business, find partnerships. And that's kind of what we did with this guy. And he did a great job. Yeah, um, yeah. it was our first time working with him too. And he had big ideas for the videos and we had big ideas and it, there's a little bit of like learning curve to kind of get used to each other. sure But, um, you know, I watch the video now and I'm just like, Oh my God, like this is ridiculous. This is hilarious. At the same time. I'm like, what, what, what are we doing at the end? When we had like, I think I saw a comment. Um, I can't remember, uh, Finn McKenzie, I think, uh, pop punk mba. Oh yeah yeah, I know who you're
0: talking about. Do you know about. who? Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. He, he did like a review on it and someone was just like motherfucker turned into a tree like, <laughs> at the end. And I was just like, you rap right, man. Right? <laughs> like there's a lot of character to it and I think the the main message we wanted to get across was obviously like, you know, we're we're living with, you know, these mental illnesses too. We are people too and mm-hmm. you're not alone and um you know, at the end we're getting help uh with a right. the free ther- therapy. and um we we want to show also that, you know, a big part of what helps is our friends and our humor. Yes. And at the end of the day, you know, that feels like family and that helps you get through it. So we want to show off the humor in the band and, you know, we're laughing it off. We're, we're brushing it off. We're keep, we're going to keep going. It's one of those things. So, we, we really, I'm glad you found the humor in it. And yeah. that was the main message. We want it to be funny. We also want to have like a nice deeper, like, you know, the bridge comes in, it's emotional. It's like showing me in all the different clothes in different areas, you know, saying that this is an everyday thing that's happening to me all that stuff so um i'm glad it, it's translating well to people because when i watch it now i'm like oh my god i just remembered how hard it was to do this <laughs> <laughs> and like and now how scary it was it didn't quite turn out the way i was envisioning it to sure but it, it it's still you know it's something to be proud of and it, it's like it's our first music video so absolutely um it was different and that's the best. that's what we went for is different. We yeah. want it to be different.
0: No, and I, I very much appreciate that. I'm sure other people do as well. I have to ask you on the uh, the parts where it shows you changing, you know, the different t-shirts all the time. How Ooh. how annoying was that oh to continually having to do that?
1: <laughs> Every single scene we got. So we would shoot our scenes in like the location. We'd be packing up and we're like, fuck, we forgot to shoot you singing the bridge 20 times in different outfits (laughs) you know it was always like that last thing we were gonna do right and i added to the frustration because we're all tired man we all just shot for like eight hours and then it's just like oh yeah we have to do this part (laughs) oh my god man it was just like okay this outfit now okay this outfit now and yeah it it was definitely annoying um but in the end that's my favorite part of the video nice Uh, i i i love it and we we kind of like I really like move along by All American Rejects. Oh, so sure, yeah. Did that idea. Yep. Uh, so I was like, you know, I I want to kind of pay homage to that. That was a huge song in my youth. Like I loved it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it kind of works with the theme here. So let's let's throw it in. Uh, Adriel, our director, uh, did a great job piecing it together. It looks. It, it gives me like chills still when I watch it because like I I just cool. know everything behind those scenes and everything behind the meaning of the
0: song so right uh, it's uh it's my favorite part of the video very cool now with the ep coming out do you think i mean you mentioned the budget and everything do you think you're going to try for at least one more music video or are you going to wait until the next ep
1: uh we actually have another video done oh okay so, all right we'll keep that a um, secret we, i, I guess gotcha. yeah so yeah well, uh, we'll keep it well you know Maybe I can tell people a little bit. Okay, go ahead. Hey, <laughs> maybe on a it, it comes out this week on a day that starts with a T. Ah,
0: uh, oh, so actually, you know what, to be quite honest, you can talk about that right now because this show won't be out that early. Awesome! Yeah, so we're, uh, yeah. we're good to talk <laughs> about this, and then and then once people hear it, they'll be like, "Oh, well, they know what they're talking about now." So go ahead.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Tuesday, we're actually, I think, um, uh, Jenny Reader, our project manager, has uh, hooked us up with getting it premiered on Ghost Killer Entertainment. Cool, really cool. cool. Okay. Um, I think Rock Sound from the it's a UK yes. magazine yep. blog. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna do a write up on us too, nice. alongside it, and it's actually for Naked Grape. We're releasing our music video. Very cool. And believe you me, I learned my lesson from that Poison Ivy experience. I directed this thing. I made sure every single thing was thought out. We went and uh, I came up with this really silly, like fun, fun concept nice. that I think was like fail proof. Uh, we ended <laughs> up renting out a studio. Okay. Luckily, uh, Favis Studios in uh, Edmonton really cater to their art- artists. So mm-hmm. we basically just like, he's like, yeah, man, like, you if you're like a legit artist and you get this for a discounted rate so nice. we, we ended up getting the studio for like a for like the whole weekend for like a hundred and fifty dollars wow it was, it was so cheap that's awesome uh yeah and it was like the studio was perfect for what we wanted i wanted it uh, you know uh equip sunglasses by hot mulligan yeah 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 Have you ever? yeah so their music video is in this big empty vacant white room it looks like wearing white t-shirts mm-hmm. we kind of took that idea and rolled with it because like naked grapes about my uh drinking Problem during the pandemic because I, I was see. so bored and I would just pick up the bottle and I was just, like drinking every day. Sure, no, bad. I got it. It was really bad, so I wrote about that feeling. So the whole idea is like we're inside of my head and I'm just trying to distract myself until the inevitable downfall ah. of like you know starting to drink. So I got a bunch of props from Walmart. Uh, we we kind of went to each line. So I think the the first one was, I'm killing time, right? So yep. we went, we took that lyric and then we ended up like we put a bunch of watches on Tim's wrists and then we have. uh Our bass player, Mark, like him in a chokehold, like forcing his hand down. And then I hit the watches on his wrist with a hammer and look at the camera, right? Like silly things like that. So I literally (laughs) killed time, right? It's hard. It sounds really ridiculous. But when you see it, you're going to be like, oh, cool. Like if you listen to lyrics and watch the visuals, everything's going to each other. But in a really like heightened and like hyper way, like obviously this is in someone's mind. Right. So that was kind of the whole point was like we're inside of my head and all this ridiculous things happening. And then eventually I start to drink in my mind too, and it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, <there> it <laughs> that goes. caved. Okay, uh, yeah, but it's a really fun video. We shot it in three days, and it was like. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I was like, I can now storyboard, direct, make these videos as long as the concept's there yeah, and it's an achievable one. It can still be cool. We do play our instruments in this video. Okay,
0: that's fine. Look, I'm not <laughs> but, saying you shouldn't. But, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: but a lot of it we're not. So, you know, we said, so, no, I, I I know what you're saying, but it, it kind of like made sense. And like, it really looked cool. I have like this nice orange uh, telly. Yeah. And the orange in the white room, like it, it looked really cool. And nice. Tim's on his drums. It's a big drum song, mm-hmm. right? That really oh, cool. Yeah. Right, nice. <laughs> um, fun, funny thing is, when I wrote the riff, I was in my shower and I was just like singing Killing Time, Unhealthy Mind. And I was like, kind of singing it, and I was like, Yo, this is hype. <laughs> so I grabbed my guitar, and the first thing that came out was that, like, really dad rock, like, guitar riff. Sure, sure. <laughs> and I was like, This works. <laughs> I brought it to the boys, and I was like, Tim, think Adam's song by Blink182. Right, <laughs> and right, right. And that right away, he played that. And I was like, That song was another one that came together so fast. Wow, and uh, we were like it's kind of boring there's not much going on but then like after a month of hearing the demos over and over like okay naked grapes my favorite song we're like this is um so i guess kind of going back to why we chose our singles that's why we chose naked grape we chose naked grape because like it was a grower not a shower (laughs) (laughs) so it just grew on us like we're like wow why is it like i have it stuck in my head all the all the time Mm -hmm. and like this Mm -hmm. was the other members too it wasn't just me as a songwriter i'm a little biased on all the songs yeah But all the boys are like, dude, song frigs. Like, I like, I like the groove. I like the simplicity. I like the dad rock solo. Like, Mm -hmm. it's cool in its own way. So we want to show people we can write commercially friendly songs, but still have like a little bit of um, angst to them. Like, I think the second verse we pick up with those like chugs and yep, Mm -hmm. you know, it has its sense of heaviness in a different way, right? Yes, absolutely. When I'm writing music, I'm thinking about, like, how can I make people nod their head in different ways, right. <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, Naked Grape, like, every time I listened to it, I was doing that nice slow nod with the stank face. Yes. Like, this is <laughs> this is working. I like it. So that was why we kind of picked Naked Grape. And it, I had the video concept kind of came to me, um, and, like, shortly after. And I was like, you know, we have a lot going on with this song. Let's, mm-hmm. let's highlight it.
0: Nice, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that now. That's that's going to be great. And then you go on to embrace, and embrace is probably your most poppier side of things, ki- type of <laughs> type of song, I should say. Um, but but it also has, I mean, not necessarily if you listen to the lyrics, right? So you kind mm. of embrace that that poppier, more popular side of of what that sound and pop punk can be, but. Mm-hmm. You still overarchingly, you're still getting some of that, you know, that fry scream a little bit, I would say. And then also yeah. you have those lyrics that aren't necessarily like, quote unquote, pop music friendly, I guess, if you want to say it that way.
1: Yeah. And um, for the whole EP, the overlying theme is like these high energy, like, um happier sounding music you know it's not heavy it's no not much breakdowns but the overall theme is like you know the music is representing us like trying to like hide it right you know what I mean mm-hmm. but inside is the lyrics so what's happening in my mind are the lyrics but I'm trying to put on this front I'm trying to get through it yes so a lot right. of the music is representing that side of it and the lyrics are representing what's actually going on so it's kind of this cool like you know and a lot of people do that a lot of people like it, oh, it, for sure. like you don't know someone's going through such a hard time and some of your happiest friends are the saddest. You don't know. Yeah. So that's kind of what the EP is about. And um, like every song kind of like has a little hint of that feel to it. And embraces is the biggest one because it's-, it's like – we have do op in it like you know in, yeah, right. in the in the pre chorus is like do 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 you they you know and um and it's just like we we did have a concept we were going to make a music video for that but it ended up logistically just not not working out working out mm-hmm. at the time so like you know if we get a little bit more of a budget from like the upcoming shows we might end up throwing out a music video um go. but but uh yeah we want to do like this like self-hatred like it was almost like a game show, but like a love game show. Sure. Like some sort of dating, speed dating game, but with yourself.
0: Yeah, right, so right.
1: Okay. So, you know, the – yeah. So, like, you're kind of, like, answering these questions. Like, you know, what's his favorite color? And then I hold up blue, but the other one holds up, like, <laughs> dread right, or something. Right. You know, like something very <laughs> weird. Uh, So, really dystopian feeling. But, uh, you know, obviously getting a set for a game show and all this stuff, it, it was just too much. So, too much. we couldn't really – too much to do it uh we might we'll figure out something visual to go along with it but man that song didn't need anything something happened where it's just like playlist just like picked it up yeah, i think Pop is not dead picked it up and on the first day we were at the top of the list and it was like yo this that's crazy that's like half a million followers on a playlist and that's awesome it's really it's still on there it's still on there so uh and then poison ivy naked grape got on rock sound really good playlist too yep. um i think they got on um was it breaking rock? I can't remember a few Apple ones. I don't, I don't oh, follow Apple. Yeah. I don't um, have Apple, either. <laughs> Apple. Music. Yeah. So Apple music, had like they got on more playlists on Apple music, but they got on like, I think it was like 50 K or 40 K nice uh, followers on those ones on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. So it's, they're still doing good, but not quite as good as embrace is sure. doing right now. Sure. Uh, most of our plays from the EPs are from embrace, but, um, right, right. but I, you know, we released that one because it kind of catered to that. You know, this is pop music. We can write pop songs. This song has hooks in every section of the song. Yes, like right. the, this it's something that everyone can get behind. Like if you like heavier music, you'll like the dirty vocals. You'll like there's mm-hmm. heavy spots in the song. If you like pop music, there's really catchy poppy stuff. The right. guitar lead itself is like super melodic and poppy. And then I think some of my favorite lyrics are in embrace. Oh, it's cool. the yeah. I'm sick of I'm sick of feeling like I embrace that I hate myself. Yes, that's so, a great like, line. Yeah. yeah. yeah because uh, that's kind of like the whole song you go into depth about like you know like making mistakes um i can't even remember my own l- lyrics right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but uh you know making mistakes pretend i'm not wrong it all catches up the same in the long run sure. stuff like that mm-hmm. it's just like it, it, i wrote the song about like me constantly making bad choices and I know it's a big key factor to my mental health issues, you know. Right, right. I know that like me waking up in the bathroom at seven in the morning, like doing drugs and like sleeping with someone I don't know is wrong, but I continue to do that. It's not about my period of life right now. This is like something in my early twenties. I was sure. just kind of catching myself do a lot. This is why I can write about this stuff now. Right, right. Um I, I've been through that and that's why I was like the the main message was like uh, you know you're you're embracing that you're like accepting this mm-hmm. like you're accepting living this way that's not okay and that's going to constantly put you downward right. like a downward spiral and you're, you're inevitably going to end up a, a nobody so gotcha. um yeah and i think uh when the the placeholder lyrics and we do it in the bridge is like when i'm sober i'm getting wasted with yes that right. lyric yeah, yeah and i was like that that lyric is like it, it makes sense. It's like, okay, I'm sober again. Let's get wasted again. But I was like, it doesn't really give any advice. And I was like, I think a really big part of a good hook is that it has to give like an answer, like some sort of answer or some sort of advice towards it or some sort of like, you know, this is where I'm going to head. This is where I'm going. Ah, uh, okay. Your course is important. And then I was laying awake thinking about how it made me feel like when I was in that place in my life and why was I doing that? And I was like, I thought of that embracing like you know self-hatred and i was like that's not cool that's not okay so uh then the line just came from there and um that's one of my favorite lines of the ep yeah so absolutely uh it's just cool how it came about it's cool how it explains the overall arcing theme of the song and yeah it was was, uh i still listen to it and i still when i hear that line i was like yeah i feel something when i hear that and i've actually had some people reach out to me being like dude embrace actually made me think about my life. I was like, that's awesome, man. And he's like, he, you know, they thanked me and I was like, no, thank you. Because like you telling me that is like, just as important as like the line actually meaning something for someone else. It's mm-hmm. like knowing that it it helps someone else. That's the reason why I write music is like, I, I want to know, I want to help people uh, feeling the same way I'm feeling. And it helps me feel like I'm not alone too. Right. So, yep. Exactly. Yeah. It was a really cool feeling.
0: All right, Jeremy, that was, that was awesome. Uh, I just looked at the time. I think it's about time that we put an end so that we could do definitely a part two. I have a lot more to talk about for sure, and I know you do. (laughs) But one of the things I wanted to ask before we go is with the new EP coming out, what is the favorite thing? Because you just kind of went into, you know, how lyrics can affect people for sure. But is there anything that you're specifically looking forward to people hearing when they hear Personal Party for that first time? you know i i just i just want them to hear
1: that there's there's more to the music than this like upbeat like pop music pop punk um and there i know that's why we all fall in love with this genre is because there's this deeper inner meaning it doesn't matter how good the musicians are how um you know polished the sound is it's really about the emotion right um and I, I just want people to, to get that emotion, that underlying emotion, and to, to understand that they, they are not, you know, their feelings are justified regardless of, like, their situation. You, you're going through something, and it's okay that you're going through something. And one of the biggest things for me is that everything passes, um, whether it's good or bad. And ah. that's what's got me going. And a lot of the music kind of reflects that. Right. Well, no matter what you're going through, this emotion, this feeling, it's going to be different for you going forward. Yes, you are going to change, but that heaviness of that feeling will be gone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be different. You're going to be a different person. You're going to get through it. You're going to be stronger for it. And I'm in my 30s now. In my 20s, I struggled a lot, and um, I just, I just know that it does go. It does get better. And I want people to know that too. So when they listen to the music, I want you to listen front to back. I want you to, you know, uh, just kind of turn them on and just feel happy about your life, no matter where you are in your life and know that you're not alone and you can be strong. So that's kind of the whole thing. That's, that's what a lot of Nicholas rage songs are about. It's what are going to continue to be about my, my position on mental health issues, my position on how I handled it, my position on how I'm trying to learn to handle it because it's always happening. It's no, there's no real answer, but one thing is like accepting it, understanding that it's there. You live with it, and you're gonna be able to grow with it and get stronger.
0: So, very cool. Look, I, know. I, I like don't it's know a little I, deep, a little dark. <laughs> hey, no, I, I don't think I could have said that better myself. That was awesome. I, I, I love that. So yeah, look, even, even with the way you were, you were articulating that, we're definitely going to have a lot for a part two. So we're gonna do that <laughs> this year for sure. I'm very excited for people to hear what I've already heard on personal party. So I look forward to people giving me feedback as well with how they relate to the tracks with how they feel when they listen to it, as I know you do too. So I am I'm, I'm excited. I know you're excited. I'm excited as well. So <laughs> let's, yeah, let's hit I it just, again. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I just want to thank you too, Ian, for
1: giving, um, you know, artists a platform to, to do this you know like that that it means a lot to me to be able to talk about my music to someone who actually cares about what I'm saying so you're doing uh, great work man and I really appreciate you doing this and taking the time and talking to me today so thank
0: you oh thank you Jeremy and yeah, look don't sign off yet we'll, we'll talk we'll talk a little bit I, I very much appreciate that and I, I gotta tell you man I don't I don't blow smoke on this show Uh, you know we talked before the episode you know to kind of give mm-hmm. you a background of, of how I work things and mm-hmm. I am a fan so I appreciate appreciate you know being able to talk to you about the depths of personal party and of nicholas rage and everything that you do with your personality and how that affects your music so i was very happy to to talk to you the the time flew by I saw the, the the time and I was like, holy shit. And those are always the best shows. And and I've been very lucky to have so many great artists on the show where that happens. So it just, I get to add you to that list of great people to speak to. So I'm very happy about that. So let's, let's do the plug as well for this. So I know I've said it a bunch, but I'm kind of trying to break it into everyone's head. Personal Party comes out on March 11th through uh, Revival Recordings. So make sure you check out. As soon as it comes out, there are pre-orders available since this will be out before that, you know, before the EP actually drops. So make sure to pre-order, help out this band, help out Nicholas Rage because they definitely deserve it. Uh, we've got plenty more to talk about in the future. But until <laughs> until then, I want to make sure everyone can support you correctly. So, Jeremy, what is the best way for people to support you and the band? I'm gonna have everything in the description of the episode links all that kind of stuff to make it easy but how is the best way really to support you guys um you
1: know one of the one of the big things is that pre-save uh we have that in our link tree it's in revival link tree it's all it's in all of our personal link trees as well So, so you anyone can go and follow the band follow us as members and you can reach out to us talk to us we'll talk to you like your family so like we appreciate anyone who gives our band the time of day so if you want to go in the link tree it's free to pre-order um we also have some pre-order bundles if you Mm -hmm. want to get some threads they're really cool designed by our own mark wajiki and the band very cool um so there's a there's a different tiers of pre-ordering you could just get a cd it's like 4.99 or you can get like a crew neck with uh nico the elephant which is our new logo (laughs) and uh you know, uh, you get a personal party cover art T-shirt as well, and the CD. Very and cool. I, I think that's a little bit more expensive, but it's really cool to, um, you know, get all three things because those things will never be online again, right? right. So right. if you if you really enjoy the band, you want to have some memorabilia. Uh, I think we have some great packages, and I think one of the best ways to support any of your bands and anyone who is coming up in the scene is talk about them. So you know, comment on other things like all their posts, but don't just do that. Like share, like if you're listening to our song that day, like make a, make a story, you know, like share, take the band. Like those things are huge for bands. Um, people don't realize that it's kind of like, you know, you have your own platform of friends. So the moment you share something like, you know, five, 10 people go to the band. Uh, and then maybe if those people do the same thing, then there's 20 to a hundred more people who (laughs) go to the band. Right. So those little things start to grow bands. So if you enjoy the music and you really are vibing, um uh, please just, you know, like, comment, share your experience with our music, with our merch and uh that's the best thing you can do and it's fun to do. So. Yeah. Um and we appreciate it like oh my god. Like you have, I, there's sometimes I talk to fans and I'm almost in tears of like how much <laughs> how good it feels to feel supported by some people. Uh it's unbelievable. So. Absolutely. Yeah, th- thank you to anyone who's already done so and thank you to anyone new listening and who may be considering.
0: Yeah. There we go. Well said. Well said once again. So yeah, I will have all those links in the description so that people can support you guys, so that people can connect with you. And yeah, I I think people are going to love this. Once again, March 11th on Revival Recordings is Personal Party. It's the debut EP from Nicholas Rage. And this time, I, I believe I only fucked up the name once. So I am very, very happy. It is now ingrained in my brain. I will never say Nicolas Cage again. It will always be my favorite movie, The Wicker Man. Will always be starring oh Nicolas Cage. So I am, oh. I am, I am happy. But Jeremy, man, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I am really looking forward to our next talk as well. But until then, man, I just want to say thank you once again. Yeah, thank you so much, to Ian.
1: I, I, this is so much fun. I,
0: I didn't even realize
1: the time as well. So. <laughs> I <laughs> love you. You're a. Bl- you're, a ble- you're an awesome dude, man. Like, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, man.